If you like looping or loop artists, or you're a loop artist yourself, or you're thinking about getting into looping, then welcome to my channel. My name is JP, and this is How Do You Loop? In these series of interviews, I dive into the minds of different loop artists from different genres around the world. We ask them, why do you loop? What do you use to loop? More importantly, how do you use that equipment? So ladies and gentlemen, it's David Shannon in the house. Yes! Hey. How are we, my friend? How are we? I'm doing awesome. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be here. I just wanted to ask that you are able to gig now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've just come back from a, a tour, which just, it's so nice. It's its why we play music, right? It's like the combo of our own enjoyment and then being able to share that with other people. And yeah, nothing as much, we, we've both done some live streaming and all sorts, but nothing quite beats having everyone in a room and you all feel the vibes and um, it's, yeah, feel very lucky. Cool, fantastic. So thank you very much for like speaking to me and as the, we were saying, the time difference is um, astronomical. Uh, it's the other side of the world. Um, so for those who don't realize, it's 10 p.m. here in the UK, and it is 9 a.m. the next day for David. I'm in the future. Please don't tell me if anything bad's going to happen. Um, now, your YouTube channel has been around for 10 years now. I don't know if you were aware of that. And I first saw you on How I Build Guitar Loops. It was a one-man band video. It was about four years ago and you had me hooked. The way you break things down, I just absolutely love. Now you predominantly give looping tips whilst you're mainly using a TC Helicon Voice Live 3. It's a multi-effects pr processor for those who don't know, but it also can do looping. So what made you pick the TC Helicon above everything else that was out there in the market? Before that, I was using a uh, Stereo Jam Man um, oh, yeah. pedal. There was a few sneaky things I could do with it of um, live recording one loop stopping pressing store on the pedal to keep that loop in there so that I could move to another um, memory bank and do like a B section. Um, so that's how that's what I was doing for various things. You were, you were storing it live right there in the moment. You were literally yes. oof, like, so then it wouldn't erase itself when you went to the next memory. Yeah, correct. It's, it's actually <laughs> what um, Mike from the, the, he does it in permanent holiday is looping he's using his toes to store yeah. and uh change it so that's that's what i was doing uh, a friend bought the tc helicon and uh we hung out for a bit and it was just such a such a better option and at that stage as well the idea of taking my whole pedal board and combining it into one unit that just put in a little bag and um you, you're sorted for vocals and guitar mm. into a gig with the fact that I could mix levels inside that unit as well. Right. And um, if I want to just have one mixed output straight into a system for solo for solo gigs, it was, it was just a really good option. Funnily enough, we'll probably talk about it later. I've now gone back the other way. I have a, a very large... Oh, yes. Um, I have a question waiting for you. Don't you worry about that. Interestingly enough, you released a video. I can't stop laughing when we talk about this because we've talked about this before this interview. Um, you released a video where you migrated over from the Voice Live 3 to a Boss RC300, but you only decided to do that last year uh, in 2020. What made you pick a looper that's already 11 years old? 
11 years old hey um it's older than my my youtube channel there we go a few things so uh, i i was getting frustrated with some issues with the voice live 3 around reliability uh when that's your whole setup Mm. and something fails it's like everything is gone the whole thing's Um, gone yeah so i bought the ditto x4 as a backup i've seen it actually yeah no i Uh, I apologize yeah i did see a couple of videos where you kind of broke down the x4 that was so that was a bit of a interim pedal in between the two well i i bought it genuinely because if if i was playing a full dance floor show where i'm looping Mm. and the voice live 3 died i was back to being a solo guitarist and if i've been booked for an event where people are like we want to dance you build loops um that was going to be an issue so uh that's why i bought it obviously on the voice live 3 it does so much but you're changing screens all the time. So the same pedal yeah. in, uh, on one screen does one thing. If you're on another screen, it does something else. So there's a little bit of thought that needs to go into uh, what's happening. And if you're on the wrong screen and you think you're going to stop your loop, um, that might be a harmony uh, or, or an overdrive for your guitar all of a sudden. So now yeah. you've got an overdriven guitar, your loop's still going and you... <laughs> <laughs> the, the RC300 every pedal just does the same thing you know right um regardless there's no screen changes that pedal is always going to either start the loop or record or overdub it's never going to turn on a harmony (laughs) all of a sudden you know um so it's it's a little bit less brain power which i'm enjoying for for live shows and the second part of it was just i know a lot of people that use the rc300 it's been such a reliable pedal and and also i get a third track which um i i joke about the voice live three being two and a half tracks because it does have a b and c yeah um in the looper but you can only ever have a and b or a and c at the same time right so um which is great for uh you know like chorus verse scenarios but what i've been doing a lot of on the RC three hundred, especially with a with a dance floor or a, that sort of vibe, is I can keep a groove on track A, have track B with it. I can add in some build ups and breakdowns on track C, so they're all going together. Then if I right. want, this is uh, you have to think through this a little. I am. Bit, I'm but, literally. Uh, <laughs> but then if I if I clear track C, yeah, from those extra bits and pieces, I can now start the build of another song. Um, right. So I oh, can actually okay. so keep things you're, you're rolling. Keep it rolling to keep. So if you're doing like a full, you're, you're merging songs together. Yeah. Yeah. You're DJing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm DJing. Live looper artist DJ. I love that you say that because I I'm like when I have zero clue about decks, DJ equipment, anything. If if someone was like, you know, put me in front of it. I'd, I'd be lost but yeah it's um it's it's opened up a lot and i'm i'm just really enjoying uh two things i'm enjoying having that that third um loop track and i have a couple of control triggers assigned to start mostly start tracks one and two together and one and three together it's not essential but i really like after a breakdown just hitting one button two tracks come in yeah. um and it's it's punchy there's no delay on kind of and no no tap dancing hitting track one and track three oh, for example, to, <laughs> yeah 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 
or just I just need to get a good stage jump, you know, like and uh, hit them, hit them both. But the track will start, but I will likely uh, fall off the back of stage. So, um, it, which maybe that could be a really good part of the show. But um, to to answer your question, there's there's a few things in there of kind of why why I went with the RC three hundred, and and one of those is because obviously the head rush is an awesome pedal as well. And and this was just around the time they did the uh, the update, which kind of made it got rid of a few of its um, complaints. I guess one of the things for me was that that option of starting certain combos. I had the three hundreds, and then there's another thing you can do. I know where you can program the effects button if you're not going to use the effects on it to do something else as well, because those effects yes. are just mwah. Um, 11 years old um, yeah you combine have you combined the both are you still using the tc helicon for things like effects and and are they is that feeding into the rc300 or are you back to sing like single pedals like for your tone and your guitar tone and and are you are you still harmonizing and stuff or are you doing it all live now uh so i am back to single pedals i'm actually editing a video at the moment on the on the pedal board because it's it's oh. turned into a a monster um so at the moment i don't have harmonies <gasps> <laughs> i'm i'm using some for uh with looping we're building harmonies and that sort of thing mm, and i yeah. use a vocal switcher so like a line switcher right so the same mic goes into straight into the desk and then i can switch it and that will go into the rc300 uh, which comes out my guitar channel so you're doing something different to some other loop see i've seen a lot of people doing the two mic things you've got a dedicated mic for the looper and another mic for the PA, and they can turn that on and off. So then you get zero things going in if you're playing guitar. What you're doing is you're killing that channel. You're killing the mic before it reaches the looper, right? So therefore, then it's just that 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 same microphone is going to the PA instead of the looper. Am I making yeah, a mistake? Not not killing it. There's always signal, right? Um, but it's just it's like a, which yeah, which way it's ah, going. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. one mic system, but it's got like two paths. That's yes. clever. It's, it's one of those things, right? We're always setting up all sorts of gear and um, mm -hmm. <laughs> one less mic stand or the, you know, the dual uh, oh, yeah. sort of attachment. <laughs> that, yeah. So. I've been there, done that, and I've burnt the t-shirt on that one. Um, <laughs> it's all. I think it's all about routing, really, isn't it? It's about routing what you want where at any given time. So yeah, yeah no, I find that interesting. Thank you for... Thank you for sharing that with me. So the next question I have for you then actually ties in with your upcoming video then, which I didn't know, uh, which is, have you sure. found your perfect setup yet? Oh, I, I'm, I think it will always change. You know, <laughs> the, um, I'm really enjoying the setup I have right now. Cool. Which is, yeah, again, predominantly a big board and 50% and of it is geared towards looping. Mm. Um, which is, you know, the RC300. I'm using two loopy pedals, um, an Australian-based company. That's okay. that's the control pedals. And then oh, this right. mic switcher. So that's all of those are, are geared towards the loop setup. And I have, then I have a few <laughs> individual pedals uh, along the way. But um, I, I'd love to be able to do all of that inside one pedal. The reason I didn't uh, move to the RC300 earlier 
was I genuinely thought something would come out in the loop space and I waited for that for a long time and the head rush has come close but isn't quite what I how I would use things um so that's probably the biggest biggest thing that's changed in, in terms of how I loop there's obviously been a lot of pedals released but none of them quite cater to what I'm after um so yeah the, the only thing that um I'm looking at currently for the borders I will add in a vocal processor and option at some stage but um yeah I'm kind of enjoying not having it to be honest um it's it's one less thing to kick on for um harmonies and off or change any of those things um so in in a strange way although there's times I would love to have those things and they're really nice uh I'm enjoying kind of keeping it simple <laughs> after all the complicated uh routing here we've been explaining i'm like yeah i'm keeping it really simple but, um, no but the thing is though from from a looping world that is simple i remember you if i please correct me if i'm wrong on this mm. but i remember you did a thing where you tweaked an octave pedal where it only really pick up the bottom two notes of your yeah um, guitar like by the a string or the d string it couldn't hear it that's it's a feature of the boss oc3 or oc5 mm. Mm. um and it has an option to select range which uh it's basically a low pass filter right it rolls yeah. off frequency at a certain point so it's not it's not connected to the strings it's connected mm. to a certain frequency mm. how, how i have it set and, and there's a video on this that I did, but um, I basically set it so I get a little bit of octave just up to a D, kind of e, e flat D, which nearly gives me an octave from the low mm. E. What happens is if you're playing, what should we go with, G, G major chord as a bar chord, you're actually, you're going to get an octave on both the G and the D, still right. those first two strings. So... I started adjusting how I would play some of those chords when I have it on because right. that yeah. sounds quite muddy. I was going to say, you're going to get quite a rumble, aren't you? Yeah, instead of instead of being like, oh, this is nicely filled out with an octave pedal, it's sort of like, whoa, <laughs> this is just uh, too much. Yeah, um, I'll either mute, just lift that third finger off slightly, mm so that it mutes that second string and gives me yep. just the, the bass note. Or I often will play in those in those sections where I'm playing live, it's not a looped guitar and a looped octave, I will play slightly differently to basically play the bass note and then the treble as separate uh, strums to bring out. Uh, you, you'll see in the video, I now have an OC3 and an OC5, and I know I'm on the same board, so two octave pedals, and okay. I know I'm going to get questions about it, so uh, oh, yeah. let's answer it here. I already have two. <laughs> <laughs> um, the OC5 I use purely as an octave, so right. no normal guitar tone. I, I, I think similar to actually how Carl has his set, I have a little bit of the direct signal still comes through. It adds, it's kind of like how I would EQ um, a bass, where I'd, I'd right. bring a bit of that top end in. Having a little bit of the guitar tone come through gives it a nicer sound to the bass. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and and so that's purely when I'm looping, I kick that on. That's my baselines, everything. Right. Then I have the OC three. I have set as we described. So it's just getting my guitars still coming through completely, plus just that bottom kind of up to an E flat with bass. So you're using the the five, the five for, for if you're doing bass loops, so you can get an entire octave down. But then you're using the three when you want to play a bass note with a chord or with a melody or yeah right okay so it's so like, so it's like two different patches of bass yes yeah right. so may, maybe a good example is um maroon five this love so i loop that bass line um with the chords and then there's uh for there's a little breakdown mm. where i'm just the the rhythm's still going i'm playing a um just a strummed chord just a held chord but that's when I would use the OC3 because now that held chord has bass. It's got a nice sustained octave down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it keeps this yeah. full sound rather than, oh, loops off. Um, <clears throat> the, like all the bands stopped, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's cool. I never thought about having two bass pedals. That's, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's experimentation. And this is what, this is what I like about it. That's cool. Not quite found your perfect setup yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a long, uh, winding <laughs> answer, wasn't it? To have you found your perfect setup? Um, no, not, not quite, but I, I am really, really happy with, um, the, the board that I'm running at the moment. It gives me mm. a lot of options and I'm, I'm really enjoying that. That's yeah. cool. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Now, this is the question that I ask every person who comes on to how do you loop? And this question is how, who, or what got you into looping? I, so I don't know. <laughs> that's the simple. I, I was really trying to wreck my brains. Like when, how did I, did I see someone? Did I, I have no idea. I, I do remember just being very excited that I could um, play the solos because I was doing a lot of solo shows right. and and I remember being excited that with a loop pedal I could mm -hmm. finally play the guitar solos that I learnt um, to two songs because that was either just you know do you keep playing the chords when there's a solo section and just yeah like ask everyone <laughs> just just imagine just imagine there's a Guitar solo. Um, that's why I've always so got a kazoo handy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's that's what I um, first. That's all I all I really wanted mm -hmm. and used a loop pedal for when I started. Yeah, it just realizing yeah. that if you're a solo artist and then you want to take it a stage further, that looping was the answer. And look at the rabbit hole you've ended up going down. <laughs> uh, if there is someone who yeah. is thinking about looping and they're just starting out, and you had one piece of advice for someone who is just starting out what would that be but it can only be one so someone that's like got a loop pedal and just someone's run out to the local music store and gone i've got a loop pedal and they're gonna start looping i want to be a loop artist what's the one piece of advice uh i would say film yourself and watch it back oh okay do you want to elaborate on that? Just uh, you grab your phone and uh, have both your 
your foot and whatever you're playing in view and watch it back as you get comfortable with looping Mm. you'll notice that because uh, what often happens when people get started it's it's a new thing and there's just a there's a lot of brain focus and and that sort mm. of thing and there's a lot we don't notice that goes on mm. so this will this will solve timing problems because you'll see it you'll see yourself you're uh, like okay oh when i get round to hitting the pedal i'm thinking here it comes <laughs> and you slow down and then and then when you see it back on camera you're like oh that's why there's a gap because right. <laughs> i'm thinking you know, here it comes, or, yeah, just, it's, it's such an amazing, um, tool, and, and I know it's, it's awkward and cringy, I, I have the same thing, I look at myself, oh, man, um, but you don't have to share it with anyone, it's just, it's just for you, but get it, get out your camera, and just record, so you can hear and see what you're doing, without having to think about playing the guitar, and hitting the loop pedal, Right. You can just watch back um, what you did, and that that will improve your looping um, amazingly for most people because you'll start to see things that you you just never never noticed, or you yeah. can almost watch your thought process too while you're watching it back. You're like, oh, right, cool, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're analyzing your own looping through video. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, essentially. And it's it's amazing if you've never done it. It's amazing when you when you watch back the things you notice. <laughs> mm. You can watch it without having to think about what you're doing. Like what's coming next? Like you're not preempting yeah. the next solo or the bridge or yeah. I get it. That's yeah. cool. I like that yeah. idea. I never even thought about it for the sense of rhythm, um, like you know, hesitance and things like that. You'd see it in a video. So that's a cool idea. I like that. Hmm. Nice piece of advice. Thank you, David. Um, <laughs> I'll be filming myself later. Um, cool. So next question then. What's the best and worst thing about being a loop artist? Hmm. Um, interestingly for me, so I've become known as, as a loop artist and, and, and I promote myself in that way as well. Um, but I really love a lot of folksy guitar, which is like Chet Atkins, Jerry Reed, Tommy Emmanuel, fingerstyle uh, guitar work, which mm. is completely separate. Yeah. Um, I don't use a loop pedal. I'm playing just just guitar. And I remember doing a show and uh, um, they were very excited about all the looping stuff. Right. I didn't loop for that show. Um, I was just the, the combination of songs. And I have... Uh, original tunes that I loop as well but mm, the combination yeah. of songs just it was um, it was a folksy little little vibe that's what I was was doing so um, the the downside I guess would be maybe you get pigeonholed a little bit into <laughs> into um, expectation of something right um, th- so that'd be the downside the good the good side would be I just think there's so much scope um for to create with mm. it for for our own enjoyment like mm. just how how happy am i like sitting down just at home playing through different ideas putting down a groove and and just um experimenting creating music and um and being able to share that down the track with cool. with people yeah yeah 
That's nice. Yeah, I like that about <laughs> anticipation. You're the loop guy, aren't you? You're the loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not tonight. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy this. There's a funny story from uh, the tour. One of the tunes, it's a song of mine, Days Go By, that I build up quite a lot of loops. It's, it's a repetitive chord sequence for the whole song. Mm. And um, this particular show... I just, I mucked up everything, you know, and, and I was, so I was undoing, uh, then putting the octave in again, oh, done, I made a mistake, so redoing that. I've learned to keep it flowing quite smoothly, Yeah. but oh my gosh, I was standing on every pedal repetitively to re-record, uh, do this, undo, oh my gosh, okay, I'll try it. And at the end of the song, um, this one guy in the audience was like, more tap dancing, you know, like, that was awesome, you know? I was singing... Uh, his experience versus mine he was like oh my gosh he stepped on so many things you know wow like what was going on it was like yeah that's genuinely because I've made as many mistakes as I could possibly make brilliant yeah so yeah so his experience was like he's pressing so many things I don't know what he's doing but it looks great yeah exactly (laughs) thank you for sharing that story that's fantastic (laughs) Um, from the sheer panic on stage to the enjoyment in the audience. I think it's, yeah. uh, that's great. So you've had like three top 10 singles in uh, the New Zealand charts and your channel shows off your brilliant live performance skills. Um, and you have lots of covers as well as your own music on your channel. So how do you approach music when it comes to looping with both the cover choice and for your gigs and also your own creations yeah i mean for my for my own songwriting it's usually just me with a guitar it's not not set up with gear and things like that Mm. and um ideas i'll write i haven't specifically sat down to write a looped song Mm. um as a as a focus although it has been on my radar just it just hasn't been something that i've that i've Mm. done so i tend to um, then in hindsight think I wonder you know can I add a rhythm to this can I what will what might enhance this as a solo if if I was playing it solo use it through looping which mm. might just be a rhythm um, it might be that I adjust it slightly and can loop and and some things have just naturally worked really well for looping because as I say you know that particular song um, from previously, it's one chord sequence with a, yeah. a, a tiny little change. So it, it's just <clears throat> perfectly set up to um, to build a track with. Yeah, so I guess it's very much the same in terms of um, cover songs. The mm-hmm. the song is already there. Yeah. Um, and, and I look at it and think, okay, you know, A, am I, am I going to loop this or am I not? And if I am, <laughs> I'm like... Then I, I just start, I really start experimenting and trying to think, how can I get these different sections? How can I, how can I capture the, the vibe and feel of that song? Or my own variation on it. Um, you know, if it's some mm, yeah. full on thing where you're like, okay, the keys play a big part. The, it's like, I look at that stuff and think, what am I going to include? Uh, am I going to, do I need to capture the, the keys kind of in this tune do I yeah. need to capture the guitar part or will will just the main riff actually carry the the song 
without <laughs> without all the all the fancy extra bits and pieces. So um So if you don't mind me asking then, so you are yeah. deconstructing and reconstructing the 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 covers based upon you know whether it's a major part of the tune so you know if you think mm. superstition you can't not have that riff i guess maybe a good example is i um i've been looping um everywhere by fleetwood mac and and to start with i just genuinely looped uh, a rhythm under it mm. a little groove and was playing that main little riff under the verses chords for the chorus right. just very simple um acoustic guitarist with a rhythm essentially a rhythm track right playing i just recently started learning properly all of lindsey buckingham's parts in it right and started experimenting does this does this add to you know i can build a bigger verse i can build a bigger chorus yeah. and put those in um does it actually add to the performance right. <laughs> um so far it's no <laughs> um, <laughs> okay after learning you know, all Yeah, I kind of learned them and then went, I think I like just... Um, it, what, essentially what happened is I was like, I feel like if I put those parts in, I needed to put more in still right. to fill it out. Um, so it sort of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. It, it made it a lot more of a, a build time. So yeah, it's a, for me, it's a, it's a constant experimentation process. <laughs> that's good that's cool yeah. just to embellish on that as well with your own creations and when you are going okay can i loop this can i loop this you just mentioned then about loop time about the time when the audience is sitting there going come on start singing um yeah yeah does that does that make you kind of do less is more or does that make you kind of go no no, no they need to hear every part of this because this is my song and you're here to listen to me i mean i i think that's become a, a natural part of my looping has been thinking about the audience experience okay. so i think there's there's some excitement in building a loop right like what's what's getting added if we're layering right at the start let's say we're layering harmonies for a long section and we're just doing like a long uh just to f map out the chords mm. one at a time you know root note root note root note root note third <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's it's sort of like um i think if there's something interesting that you know unfolds then awesome we kind of we kind of sit through a certain amount of time being like what's happening here what's gonna mm. show up? and that can be really kind of cool I do like building things guitar-wise while I'm singing. Right. Mm. So, in fact, um, one of the things I really, really enjoyed, it's a, it's a reaction video I did for a guy doing Superstition. What I really liked is he built yeah. the track um, pretty quickly and is into it, but right. then added in things along the way. And I really like that approach because mm. there's not a huge build-up. We're not waiting sort of four minutes to be like... <laughs> yeah what song is this <laughs> um, <laughs> you know it just keeps things evolving it's it's a yep. little bit like you know if you're going on a on a walk or a hike or something if it was just one straight road it's sort of like <whistles> we get um <laughs> we get bored quite easy but if it's sort of you know we're going here and then you turn a corner and you get a view of mountains all of a sudden it's like Oh, I loved it. That was amazing walk, and then we went round there, and there was you know, 
um, something I didn't expect, perhaps hiding behind some trees or, you know, I, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but um, mountains. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked looping. We've talked about song structure. We've talked about going for a lovely walk in the mountains. Um, but David has got one final thing that actually he wants to talk about, which is used to do um, and you have done in the past on YouTube a Ask Me Anything live stream. And I think you've got something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, I mean, if you follow the channel, then um, you'll realize they stopped. Uh, I was doing that every Tuesday night, but uh, I'm just in the process of bringing it back in a different format, which means that um, if you jump on the website, davidshannon.com, there'll be an option to send in questions. So I get that a lot from um, comments and things, whether it's about looping, Voice Live 3, songwriting all sorts of different bits and pieces but it just means that um, anyone you can send in whatever you want question literally ask me anything um, and I will put those into a format where I actually can film um, film them at home make the answers a little bit more useful than uh, sometimes on the fly doing a live session um, but I really enjoyed that and I, I learn a lot from people's questions as I'm sure you do as well yeah, like comments totally. and questions and, um, and it's really, really nice to be able to share those things in a community online. Mm. Like, I really enjoy and appreciate what you're doing as well. Because this stuff, chatting about this, um, making content that's available to everyone, mm. just it helps everyone. You pick up yeah. some little thing that you think, oh my gosh, I'd never considered that. And, and your, your show, your enjoyment of music just increases. So... Um, so yeah, it's going to be a new format. It's coming back, um, and it will be via the website. You'll be able to just send in um, at any point, um, and it will get answered as I as I get to them. Fantastic, cool. Thank you for that. So, for those who don't know, let's recap. David Channon is a loop artist, musician, has a YouTube channel, and go to davidchannon.com and you'll be able to put in your questions for his Ask Me Anything videos, and then you can get a big, nice, concise. Uh, elaborated uh, but also concise answer uh, from your question that you may have so thank you very much for like doing this dude um this has been great and um now off to go and buy two bass pedals um because uh... <laughs> but no thank you so much and i realize obviously time can time wise it's been a bit mad um but it's been great to kind of like pin you down to get you get get some answers out of you and i think that the way you approach music is fabulous and long may it rain uh, in new zealand Jeez, well, it's, it's raining now oh well is there it... you go long oh, may no, it rain it's not what you mean <laughs> There's a man in the UK. It's been, <laughs> yeah. it's, been, um, it's been really, really great chatting with you. Cheers, it's been man. awesome. Wicked. Yeah. Cool. Now, a couple of things before I go. Don't forget to pick up your How Do You Loop t-shirt or hoodie. I'll put that discount code on the screen now. And it's gone. The link for picking up the t-shirt is in the description box below. As always, if you have found the content of this video useful, then please give it a thumbs up. It helps me, but it helps push this video out to other people who might want to watch it. Subscribe to the channel, click the bell, and then you'll know when the next video goes live. Thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Give me a moment, because my camera has um, just stopped Recording. Yeah, no worries, man. Oh, well, that's not very handy. Join us next week when we go on David's <laughs> of the world.
just basically like you, you well let me rephrase the question and we're gonna cut this bit out um, <laughs> not a live stream that would be great you can edit this out later and say David got so excited about his analogy he, he went on a walk. <laughs> it just went for a walk. Uh, <laughs>